Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T, and I hope you're having a great day. If you're not yet subscribed to my channel, please consider doing so. And if you like the contents of this video, please hit that like button. It's a free way you can help the channel. Today, I want to talk about the Debbie Collier case and the bizarre Venmo transaction. If the Venmo was sent at 3.17 p.m., although we don't yet know for certain who really went into Debbie Collier's account and sent the $2,385 and the cryptic message to Debbie's daughter, Amanda Bearden, does that hint at Debbie Collier being done in soon after that transaction? It feels that way to me. I doubt the perpetrator would have kept Collier alive throughout Saturday afternoon and night and up until 12.44 p.m. on Sunday when her remains were found. The ravine where Debbie Collier was discovered is difficult to navigate even in daylight. Factor in the veil of darkness and it would be all the more challenging. Of course, the autopsy results should shed light on this when they come out. But I can't help speculating. I have to believe someone was in the van throughout Debbie Collier's strange journey, 60 miles from home to Clayton, Georgia, then to Clarksville, where her body was found. Why else would Collier drive to Clayton, 60 miles from her home in Athens, Georgia, to a family dollar store when there were multiple dollar stores along that route? And I also feel that Debbie was likely walked down to the ravine where she died, most likely at gunpoint. I say this because A, an unfired bullet was found 20 to 30 yards from where her body was discovered. And B, the police have said that Debbie was clutching the base of a tree. If her hand was gripping the tree, that would indicate she was alive when she grabbed it. Posing a hand in that manner would, I think, be hard to do. Just after passing away, her hand would be limp, and a perpetrator isn't likely to stick around for rigor mortis to set in. Rigor mortis appears approximately two hours after death in the muscles of the face, progresses to the limbs over the next few hours, completing between six to eight hours after death. Rigor mortis then stays for another 12 hours, until 24 hours after death. But here's an odd twist. It's been said that the body showed no signs of a bullet wound, so it's looking like Debbie Collier died by some other means. We know there is evidence of fire, but it's unclear if that was the cause of death. The authorities have said that this crime against Debbie was targeted and deliberate. 
I personally believe it was premeditated and born out of rage and possibly a desire for revenge, deliberately leaving a female without her clothes spells the desire to demean and humiliate. And if indeed another method other than fire was used to do Debbie Collier in, the burning would indicate overkill, going beyond what is necessary to take a person's life. I'm also wondering if the charring is due to the perpetrator or perpetrators wanting to subject Debbie Collier to pain over a period of time. Note that her phone was found smashed near her body. Whoever did this was out of their mind with anger and rage. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories. Now do me a favor, please hit that like button, leave me a comment, I'd be curious to know what you think, and subscribe if you're not yet subscribed so that you can get notifications of new videos.